Adventure Club there. It is 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Let's see what's going on with your money on Wall Street so far. It hasn't worked out to be a real pleasant month for the starting few days. Maybe we can turn it around today because I'm not seeing much. Well, no, I got one index that's got a slight shade of red on it right now in the future, so it may not be a good one again today. Let's see if we can find any calming words from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services this morning. Philip, do you have anything to smile about this morning? Hey, I'm trying to find something, Dave, but uh, so far I'm afraid I'm coming up a little short. I'm kind of in about the same mode. I was looking at the futures and saying, well, they were a little, whoops, there goes my last future. It's going negative as well now. I'm <laughs> so much for my uh, bright and shiny humor. Hey, I did find one thing. I, I want to be the uh, calming voice uh, the calming influence this morning to everybody that's panicking. I found an article in one of my tip sheets. Track the uh, Standard & Poor's 500 annual returns. Now, it's kind of legend that the uh, Standard & Poor's generally goes up an average of 8 to 10% per year. So everybody's going AP, going, oh, my God, we're down 23.8% or more right now uh, for the year to date. Got to keep in mind, step number one over the last, uh, let me count it up, 20 years, there have been one, two, three, four years in which we've uh, actually had a negative return on the Standard & Poor's. We're down 23.87 as of last night. Last year, we were up 28.4%, and the year before that, it was up over 18%. So if you're under 55, and I emphasize under 55, you know, the buy and hold or even continue to buy investment strategy isn't bad. The people that we're talking to and we're, you know, trying to get concerned about too much equities in their portfolio are the folks that are a couple, three years away from retirement because that's where it gets kind of risky, isn't it? It really is, Dave, you know, and that's where I've always kind of played by the rule of 100 um, as well as should other folks. And that means, especially when you get close to retirement, 55, 60 65 years old, then, then you want your age safe, you know? And so you take your hundred minus your age, if you're 60, then maybe you want 30 to 50% in equities, basically, you know, obviously depend on your circumstances because you may be trying to play catch up like you and I do sometimes, right? We need to, Hey, I put kids through college. Now it's catch up time. And so everybody's got a different perspective and a different set of circumstances, but a general rule of thumb is, is that if you're 60, you know, 30 to 50% in equities. Um, and when I say equities, I mean any market volatility, anything. Bonds can go up and down, anything that can go up and down. Uh, and you want the rest of it in something that can't lose principal. And, and that's really what we look at when we start looking at putting together plans. And, that, and it, it's, it's kind of the rainy day mentality as well. I've heard, I've heard the rule of 100, and it makes darn good sense. Uh, you know, there's the rainy day rule, too. I mean, if you're counting on using your, you know, your investment fund as being your rainy day fund and counting on it staying liquid, well, a lot of us for our, the equity portion of our nest egg, if it's 28% down, it's kind of a stretch to call that liquid. Yeah, you can sell, but anybody that got in some trouble during the 08-09 recession will tell you you're paying basically $3 for every one when you end up having to bail out of equities in order to make an unexpected expense like a roof or a, an air conditioner or something that isn't covered by insurance. So having that flexibility is kind of important to have, isn't it? Well, it is. And that's why we preach that you need to have three to six months put in savings. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not going to make hardly anything on it, 
But that's not why it's there, Dave. It's there for that rainy day, that emergency where you don't have to worry about it losing money or, and it's obviously not going to make a lot of money right now, but, but you can grab it if you need it. Right. So, so I tell people, look, our clients have, we try to keep them a minimum of $25,000 in savings. Understood. Yeah. There's a, and you, you, something you've got invested in equities. If you regard it as your savings right now, well, your savings are upside down. So that's advice very well taken. Advice uh, from the markets right now is kind of a split vote, it seems. we got kind of a disagreement between Europe and the United States. The European <laughs> central banks, they're not very happy with our Federal Reserve right now, are they? No, I like this headline of this article I was reading. Is Here comes the open revolt. A, re- a really <laughs> Europe lashes out at the Fed for bringing us to a world recession. Folks, that's on our shoulders. That's on our Fed shoulders. Is, is there the main cause of this? Um, they and I found this interesting that uh, you know, as of November 2nd, we can pretty much figure we got a three quarters of a percent hike coming, and that just means in 96 trading days, we've seen the fastest tightening, tightening campaigns from the Fed since Paul Volcker, your favorite guy. Oh, gosh, I just love that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and when we do that on the 2nd November, just watch the French and the Italians have a major league history fit at us, right? Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, we we have the worst right now. The 10-year Treasury mm-hmm. is down 17%. That's the worst on record. Worst year ever. Talk record. about protecting a nest egg. Nothing like having your bonds go to heck in a handbasket as well. And, yeah, and the European what, bank... I'm sorry, the European banks are looking at uh, kind of an opposite setting here. The the, uh, Bank of England this morning actually announced that they're going to start doing the Ben Bernanke number. They're dipping in and starting to buy bonds in order to stimulate their economy. Boy, talk about two different worlds, huh? Well, yeah, they're probably, hey, they're buying them on sale, too, you know, so so they're they're, uh, getting them at a deep discount right now, probably, with interest rates continuing to go up like they are. Um, and that's an area that, you know, you talked about bonds being down 17% so much for safety. And that's what we tell people all the time is that, you know, a market's a market, right? It, whether it's an equity market or a bond market, they all have the opportunity to lose money. Uh, and we saw that in both of the major bear markets we've seen um, in the last 25 years, right? So bonds have been down significantly the same time stocks have been down and that just doesn't work well. I mean, when I was in college, they taught us modern portfolio theory and it just hasn't really, uh, hasn't done what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Your rule of 100 that you were quoting always used to be the notion of your a hundred minus your age. And that's the percentage that you want to have, you know, in bonds because bonds presumably were always rock stable. Well, bonds ain't rock stable anymore today. There are other investments that are much safer than bonds. Exactly. And that's what we want. We want people to have principal protection in there as well. So so that's one of those things that we look at when we're when we're looking at at portfolios and risk analysis, because, man, if, if you can lose your shirt, then then that's a, that's a problem when you head into retirement. Absolutely. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air. I'm I'm one of those people like you alluded to. I don't have a big retirement fund, so I'm a little behind the eight ball. But even with the notion of needing to have more equity a concentration in my IRA than would otherwise be wise, I was still smart when I started seeing the volatility go, and I converted a good portion of my retirement fund into an annuity that will end up keeping me with some principal protection. And then, okay, fine, 
I'll take a chance. going to be about three, four years probably before I decide to uh, hang it up and retire. Uh, I'll be able to ride out the portion that I've got at risk. But managing it counts for a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it really, it really does, Dave. I can't Absolutely. say enough that in the times we're in right now, the volatility is in the market. It really starts to show up in, in people's psyche. And so, you know, that's where it helps to have somebody that understands those ups and downs and that have been there for a while, right? Not just somebody that just, this is their first rodeo, their first bear market. That, that can be a, a problem within itself. Well, it's kind of frightening to consider the fact that a 50-year-old barely just barely remembers the 0809 recession, let alone doesn't can't go back to like the you know the the 80s recession that we had under Reagan. I mean, we've got a we've got a whole new generation of people that are experiencing a serious bear market for the first time in their financial lives. That, that's right. You know, they're watching their 401 401ks plummet, and and they're concerned. And uh, and like you said earlier, you know, if you're 55 and younger. Hey, just keep doing it, man. You'll be way ahead down the road when you get ready to retire. If you're 55 and older, well, you need you know you need to be a little concerned. Absolutely, yeah, because the average that eight to ten percent average that people talk about is still, like I said, it's a smooth average. I'm looking back across. Well, I got 60 years worth of numbers here, and the S and P hasn't appreciated by between eight and ten percent. More than once that I see in the bunch. I mean, we don't make the average ever. It's always a big up followed by a modest to big down. And the big downs are way outnumbered by the substantial ups. So, again, voice of calm. The world has gone through this before, even though you individually may not have. So it's all a function of where you are in your financial life that matters how you should be concerned about this or not. Absolutely. That's so true. (laughs) Circumstances dictate, right? Absolutely. Setting the table for the morning yesterday, we, if, if anybody can't tell, earnings season is not underway in earnest yet. We'll get a whole pile of them later on this week. But for the moment, we're talking about likelihood and strategies and the disagreement between Europe and us. Yesterday it was a modest off day, everything being relative. The Dow was only down by 94. Uh, Standard & Poor's was down by 27. NASDAQ had another crummy day, a little over 1% down, 110 points down. Uh, I'm just I'm looking at the Dow and saying 29,202 feels like I haven't seen that number in eons, but it really wasn't that far ago. 45 minutes before we start throwing real money around, what do things look like this morning, Philip? You know, Dave, it is, uh, let me just hit the right button here. So it is slightly, slightly red. Uh, and I mean slightly. The, the S&P 500 is a, a, a little over a tenth of a percent down. I mean, we're talking about less than $4. Uh, the Dow actually just, well, I can't see it fast enough, right? It's uh, <laughs> it, it keeps bouncing between red and green. So you can tell it's not much. And then the uh, NASDAQ 100 uh, down a little over 1%. That's $17. And so the big loser right now is the, the Russell 2000 down about a third of a percent this morning. On the commodity side of the coin, we've got uh, silver continuing to fall uh, down a little over six, almost seven-tenths of a percent right now. Gold's up just a smidge over a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil continuing to fall, which we like to see, down almost one and a half percent from yesterday's close at $89.81 a barrel. 
Under 90s, nice. I'm not necessarily happy with the reason why it's trading down on expectations of diminished activity, but I'll take the decrease in price any day. Overseas markets had a mixed bag on the Asian rim. Evidently, somebody in the Chinese government issued a buy order because the mainland Chinese markets were up. Rest of them primarily down by almost 2% in some cases. Europe is looking at us and saying, I don't think we like this. They're fractionally down for the most part halfway through their trading day. We've been alluding to it having some advice from somebody that's actually been there before is really valuable in times like this. How do I find to get that advice from you, Philip? Dave, this volatility is the exact reason we developed a core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And saying you were there before does not imply that you're old, Philip. I just want to <laughs> put that on the public record. I would never insult a friend like that. <laughs> Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow, Philip. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope that uh, your week's off to a great start. Look forward to you joining us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day, folks.